0: Welcome to the Essence of Jacqueline podcast. I'm Jacqueline Reinhardt, and this is episode five. So I haven't done a whole lot of podcasts this year just due to the fact that I've been pretty friggin busy with my musical life and then just being a single mom and trying to have a social life and all those things that go along with it. But I wanted to end the year with a little recap of what has happened in my life because it's been pretty remarkable. I'm pretty happy to report some of these things to you. So every single year I swear that I say, well, that was one for the books. And again, this year said the same thing, but there was a big difference. This year was the first year that I really felt like I could actually thrive. After years of just feeling like I was cleaning up messes and just surviving and trying to heal and all those things, 2021 became one of the years that I can truly say I got to be authentically who I am and really start to shine. Does that mean it came without its challenges? Nope, not at all. It was a good year, but there was lots of challenges and hurdles to get over. So I'm okay with that. I like a challenge, but I really feel like every single year I would go, oh, well, that was one for the books. So let's do an inventory here. I'll give you the little breakdown. So I had started a long-term relationship, also ended the long-term relationship three weeks before Christmas, more on that later. I started a new full-time job with an amazing company I also got a raise from that company and took my very first two-week vacation that I've ever taken in my life. I was able to finish and release my EP, Sleep With Ghosts, and pay off the expenses for the EP. And I also released my very first music video ever that was directed by my wonderful bandmate and bestie, Courtney. And it's called Rearview. You can check it out on YouTube. Speaking of, started my band. We're called The Fire Signs, but they also helped back me up for my solo stuff too. Speaking of being in a band and solo, I had performed probably maybe 30 performances despite COVID, both like solo and band, and also did my very first mini tour in Ontario, and I was able to bring my band there for a show in Toronto, which was amazing, more on that later. I was also awarded funding from the government of New Brunswick and Music New Brunswick for the M.I.D. program for a recording and professional development and touring that helped alleviate a lot of the costs there. Also, I got a SoCAN professional development grant this year. That one was super awesome. I also, speaking of music, worked with some incredible co-writers and have some new material. I already started for the next project, which I don't even really want to think about right now. I'm just in writing mode. Um, also, one of my kids turned 18. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, I'm that old. And I celebrated two years alcohol free. That felt amazing. And I also bought lots more really cute dresses. Very important to note. All right, so if you're sticking around for the nitty gritty details of my year, grab a cup of coffee, a beer, a near beer, a tea, a glass of water, or just sit there and stare at the wall. I don't care what you do. I'm just glad that you're listening to me. To be quite honest, this time last year, I really don't remember how I felt like I don't I don't remember because I don't make New Year's resolutions like everything that happened over the year just was a result of me just continuing to try and level up, trying to make things better. You know, it's just always one foot in front of the other. That's how I live. So when I recap a year, it's just because it just happens to be the end of the year. But 2021 was probably one of the biggest gifts that I have got over the years, at least in the last eight years. Because, you know, if you've listened to any of my other podcasts and, and followed my journey, like, you know that I've been through a couple of things that just weren't as pleasant. So now that I've sown some really good seeds and been watering them and I'm able to, to reap the benefits of that and I'm seeing the growth, it just, it feels really good. And, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try and downplay any of it because it was all the result of a lot of hard work and keeping the right people in my life. So let's start off and I'll tell you about the relationship portion of my year, because it was a big part of my year. And it was the first time in a really long time that I opened my heart to another person again after a long time of being single. Cause it was something I was really scared to do. I mean I dated, but I wasn't really finding anybody who was in line with what I wanted. And after being so broken in the past, along with all the half-assed dates I had been on, it was just really frustrating, but then in early February, or it's already like mid-February or something, um, me and this person had agreed to allow each other into each other's bubbles, and we just kind of hit it off from there. He made me laugh. I was so excited to spend time with him, and we had this really great honeymoon phase, for the most part, um, but I had to really learn to open up and trust him, and that was actually probably the best part of it, is that I- had to test my trust muscle <laughs> I didn't it was pretty weak <laughs> it was pretty bad um but also I had to learn to stay on my ground on what I really really want in a relationship and like in a partner and he was a really safe place for me to do that and heal like it was kind of like relationship rehab really <laughs> and there was times like honestly it was so uncomfortable working through some of my triggers because we had some different communication styles and it caused a lot of friction. You know, outside of like the lovey-dovey stuff, the lovey-dovey stuff and the hanging out, watching movies and going on drives and stuff, that's easy stuff. But like the communication, the, you know, talking about the future, the, you know, the real meat and potatoes of a relationship, that's, that's the stuff that gets you. After the honeymoon phase (laughs) kind of peters off a little bit, that's when you're like, okay, okay, what, what do we have to deal with here, right? I won't dig into the nitty gritty of that kind of stuff because, you know, that's none of anybody else's business, really. But just in general, to let you know, the relationship was something that I will cherish forever. Just because it didn't work out doesn't mean that I don't care about that person and still, you know, want the best for them. You know, I had to make the decision in early December, like it was a tough decision to end it. I didn't want to, but I knew that that was the only solution to what we were going through. And now I'm grieving what we had because, you know, I was hoping to build a future with this person and it sucks right before Christmas. And now my little bandaged heart needs to catch up with my mind because I know that I made the right decision, but it still sucks. <laughs> and I mean, I still gave him part of the present that I had ordered. Well, it was the only part of the present that I had ordered yet. Um, I thought that it was really funny. And I still want him to laugh. I still want him to laugh at our stupid little inside jokes and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, We're done, and I have to move on. And maybe someday you'll hear bits and pieces of the longer story through my music, so stay tuned. (laughs) But anyway, before I move on from that failed relationship segment, I'd actually like to remind you... That I don't drink anymore and I celebrated two years alcohol-free. That being said, old Jacqueline would have just got smashed, swiped Tinder, tried to get over this relationship by not dealing with the hurt and the disappointment, and I have gotten through the better part of... No, I've gotten through the entire pandemic and the whole 2021 without drinking and going through a significant breakup right before Christmas. I still have no inclination to drink. So that's a huge win for me, like it just makes me feel like I'm in control and I still have zero desire to sip or actually even date to be honest. So let's move on to much better things because I had one heck of a great year and I want to tell you more about that. So let's talk about the job, shall we? I'd just like to let you know that for a long time, I didn't really feel like I should talk openly about the fact that I have anything to do other than perform music and record and, you know, sell music to survive. Like, it's a pressure that I can't really explain, so if you're an artist like me, you probably understand what I'm talking about. Like, it's not that I was lying trying to look the part of a full-time musician as if it was my full-time job, because that was never my intention, and it was never really something that I tried to, like, skirt around and, you know, put on this big face of it. But, you know, I just never talked about it. So, you know, really, honestly, that's not a way that someone like me can survive. I'm a single mom with two kids. So for a really long time, I worked for myself as a house cleaner about 20 hours a week, but I was also performing. So, I mean, music was a huge part of my income, but I mean, it was exhausting. (laughs) And I did that for four or five years. Like it was it was great. It had so many, so many benefits, but you know, what had happened was, is when COVID hit, you know, that all changed. And I, I did pretty much the year, the, the initial year of our COVID lockdowns and everything still cleaning houses when I could, but also having to take the serb because I wasn't able to perform. I wasn't being able to clean as many houses. It was you know, just a just a big shift in my whole life and it was so up and down and it was just like you couldn't count on anything. Like it was it was mentally and physically exhausting. So, you know, my best friend had said to me that her company was hiring. She gave me a reference and here I am working for one of the most incredible companies in Canada. Um so basically my whole life has become this more stable and more fulfilling sort of entity because of this job so i'm not gonna pretend that it's not a big part of my life now i'm not dragging myself around trying to like clean houses and and just perform you know um i'm able to be comfortable with my lifestyle because i have you know a career that supports that so for the first time ever in over six years, I'm working for a big corporation and I really love it. Like again, it's a real blessing to have the stability of a full time job, working for a company that gives me lots of benefits and vacation and flexibility. Like it doesn't mean that I have entirely a lot more money to be quite honest. I mean I do and I don't, but like you know, it it just it makes things a lot easier and it allows me to really take care of my kids at a better level. And that's really at the end of the day, the thing that makes me happy. Um, this company makes me feel supported as a human. And also because of the vacation time, I'm still able to perform and fill my soul. So I mean, none of that's going to change anytime soon. Music will always be a huge part of my life, whether I'm with this company or not, you know, and and my kids, they're growing up and they grow up so fast. I mean, I already have a daughter who's 18, so, you know, I'm happy that I'm still able to have her with me and, you know, take care of uh, a lot of the things that way. But. I also am very happy to have this balance of being able to pursue my passion, but um, also just like have a well rounded life at this point. So it feels really great to be in this position and I'm so grateful. Really, really grateful. So again, shout out to my wifey Naomi for suggesting this whole career path. So thank you very much. All right, it's time to talk about the music. The music! thing that fuels my soul. Wow. It's been five years since I had released anything. My last full length album was released in 2016. So, you know, it was really exciting for me. And this was a huge deal that I was able to finally release these new songs to the world. You know, out of that five years since I released the last album, a lot of things have happened. It kind of seemed to be the amount of time that it took for me to turn things around. And if you want to hear more about that, like I said, go listen to other podcasts that I've done, or you can read the other blogs. But, you know, it's just been quite a journey. So I'm really happy, even though it was really time consuming, it was expensive, it was stressful, but most of all, it was worth it. You know, I had some pretty amazing people on the record. It was beautiful to have some of the people who really started me get a footing in music, like Clinton Charlton and uh, Chuck Teed. They were around when I was kind of singing my very first songs to people in St. John years ago. I won't talk about how long ago that was, but <laughs> also my friend Mike Bigger on it and having John McGlagan help me with recording and, you know, just being a bit of a guide there and then doing the mixing and mastering. Um, it was just, it was so wonderful. And then <laughs> having the St. John String Quartet on my song Sleep With Ghost, like, are you kidding me? That was one of the highlights of my whole entire musical life. Like, thank you so much to the St. John String Quartet for even agreeing to come in and be a part of this project with me. It warms my heart every time I hear it, even though I cry, because (laughs) it just made the song that much more emotional. So the thing is, is that music is supposed to invoke emotion. People don't listen to music for the lyrics. They listen to music and they go to shows to feel something. and. Even if I'm the only one that feels it when I hear that song, spending all the money on it was worth it for me, although I'm pretty sure that it's translated to some other people, so that's pretty cool. So the album itself got some attention from a few press outlets, and three of my songs were added to a really cool playlist on Spotify. It's called The A-List by Exclaim Magazine, so my two singles and my feature track, Sleep With Ghost, was added. I also got voted October favorite release on Americana Highways, So now I'm on their playlist as well, plus tons of other cool playlists that people have added me to. So thank you to everyone for that. It just, it, it all helps. And also just to note again, like I said, I released a music video, (laughs) well, go check it out on YouTube. It's called Rearview. Courtney and I uh, worked on that. Plus my friend Pamela was emotional support and made sure that my hair was in the right place. And. It's already got over 5,000 views, so I'd like as many more views as you want to give it, so go check it out. And then, as I mentioned, another big part of my musical year was getting funding from Music New Brunswick and the government of New Brunswick, like the M.I.D. program, and SOCAN. It's really, really a blessing. Because I'm not going to keep going on about it, but honest to God, just for those of you who don't know what it is financially to record music, well, it's not cheap. Like we could have down payments on houses, we could buy nicer cars, we could do all kinds of other things, but yet us artists choose to invest our money into music. (laughs) And that means finding the right people to record it and to help produce it and be the musicians on it and make it sound all nice and warm and fuzzy, right? Because of that funding, I was able to take my band to Toronto and it covered a bit more of the expenses. Well, the bulk of the expenses, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I still had to pay some too, but those grants are not designed to pay 100%. And, you know, we need to invest in ourselves. So they certainly help us invest at an even higher level and make things even better. So I'm so grateful for that and just more professional development and working with mentors that have helped me really define my goals and just helped me on the path to achieve more goals as I go forward. And also, SOCAN gave me a professional development grant for some songwriters mentorship. I mean, SOCAN is the songwriter's mothership. I was just like, wow, finally I got this. This is really cool. I'm very excited because, you know, professional development is important. We always need to be growing and staying on top of our game, right? So. Again, thank you to all of those funding bodies. Um, I'm really excited to have that as a part of my development and a part of my path. Because without these organizations, it would take a lot longer to achieve my goals or I'd need to take on a second job that would take away more time from my creative time. So really, it's so, so important. Okay, enough on that. But speaking of that, now that my album is out and this new year is on us, You know, I'm going to be diving into more writing and co-writing and then more writing and then more co-writing and every kind of writing that I can do. In the Fire Signs, we're starting to look at creating together as well. And they're going to be playing more shows with me, both as a solo artist, but also as our own little entity. So I'm super pumped. I love being on stage with those people. We have the best time. So I really hope that you'll come out and see us when you see us on a bill somewhere that you can make it. Honestly, touring with them for the first time was such a great experience, and I really can't wait for what's to come in 2022. So with Christmas really fast approaching, like I mean fast approaching, um, I'm not done shopping, but I'm not worried I mostly enjoy, like, the whole scene of Christmas anyway. Like, you know, I don't care about getting presents, but I love the food. Like, I'm having a cheese board for Christmas. Of course I am. If anybody has watched any of my Instagram newsfeed or Facebook, they will know how much I love cheese and meat. I should have been Italian. Um, (laughs) But I really, I love watching my kids open up their presents on Christmas morning and just like little things like making hot chocolate and curling up on our big comfy corner couch, you know, stuff like that. So I'm just going to really enjoy the season and any of my days off. And, you know, the reason why I wanted to do this year end was just because I had some pretty major changes in my life that made for a really remarkable year. So I'm really grateful. I mean, I was finally able to reap some of the seeds that I had sown over the last few years and just enjoy my life after a lot of healing and just be able to really enjoy the ride more. I mean, it was a whirlwind. I worked my tail off and I had some wonderful people help me out with everything. So again, just want to acknowledge that, but heading into the new year, I just want you to know I don't have any resolutions because I don't do that. I don't make resolutions. I just see it from the angle of a renewed outlook on what I want to achieve in general, but we'll focus on 2022. I am just open to the possibilities in life and in love again when I'm ready to go back down that path. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate that you press play on these episodes because doing them for me is very cathartic. So technically you are my therapist and I don't have to pay you. (laughs) I'm just kidding. All right. I wish you nothing but the best in 2022, and I hope that you'll take some time to reflect on your year so that you can appreciate all the wonderful things that happened and take into account even the things that weren't so great. You can either take the lesson from them or at least take the time to heal from them. It's all a process and life is full of ups and downs. So the coming year, I'm sure, will surprise us again. And I don't doubt that I'll say this is another one for the books at the end of the year next year. Okay. Bye for now. I'm Jacqueline Reinhart. I bid you adieu.